0: Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues, bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. It's Friday, September 6th at 2 p.m. in London. Despite a strong performance in stocks this week, we remain cautious. Stepping back from the flurry of headlines that whipsawed the market over the last two months, it's easy to forget that over the last year, global equities have effectively gone sideways with relatively high volatility. And with stock prices at similar levels to where they were a year ago, we think the risks are just as high or even higher than where they were then. Relative to September 2018, global growth is significantly weaker. Bond yields are signaling a more pessimistic view of where that economy will be in the future. Globally, earnings growth has slowed to effectively 0%. And geopolitical uncertainty from U.S.-China trade to Brexit has become more uncertain rather than less the last 12 months have rewarded investors to be patient and approach the market cautiously. Unfortunately, we think that's still the case. But what I want to focus on today is the way investors express that caution. The most interesting thing about this week was not that stock markets rose, but how they did so. Indeed, over the last year, the financial equivalent of Newton's first law has been in effect. Things in motion have tended to stay in motion, with segments of the market that have been doing better, getting stronger and stronger, and weaker assets and sectors doing worse and worse with almost relentless precision. This cleaving of the market has often been about how vulnerable or not something is expected to be to slower growth, and the division of the market between haves and have-nots has rewarded things seen as economically defensive and pushed relationships to multi-decade extremes. What do we mean? When growth is weak, larger companies tend to be more resilient than smaller ones, and companies with faster growth and higher-quality business models are considered more desirable. In both cases, both are as expensive as they've been in the last 20 years. Yet, at present, large companies have only been more expensive to smaller ones 10% of the last 20 years, and it's a similar case for high-quality growth companies. What does this mean? We think the overall environment is consistent with below-average risk-adjusted returns over the next 12 months, but such extreme pricing suggests investors should be mindful of how they play defense in their portfolios and how much negativity is already in the price. For example, the benefits of favoring larger companies and growth stocks may be limited given how expensive they already are on a relative basis. We think corporate bonds, in contrast, are priced for relatively little economic risk and are unattractive. Among defensive sectors, consumer staples look more reasonably priced than peers. And the lower valuation and relative unpopularity of European stocks will make that region less vulnerable and volatile than expected, even if growth remains weak in our view. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the latest Thoughts in the Market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.